Hi, my name is Erin, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Ken, and I'm an alcoholic. And welcome to Podcast Not Perfection. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Podcast Not Perfection. Hi, Ken. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm doing well. Great. I want to hear about your week because you were in New Jersey for like 20 days. To clear, I was on. It feels like. It really, for me too. Um, I was on the Jersey Shore, which is not before. But yeah, before we get too far with any assumptions. Uh, it was there was no Snooky. Um, actually, She's doing actually fabulous. one of the people that was on that show actually owns a store in the town I was in. <gasps> really? But where I'm at is a uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, not Maryland. Ocean City, New Jersey. It's a dry town, actually. So they don't have. Oh, any, Mike was telling me that they don't have any bars. They don't He's serve alcohol on the island. Like, so it's very like calm and chill and pristine, relaxed, all that. Nice. And that's why I love it. Um, Hold on, yeah. Mike wanted to know if you went to a specific ice cream place which one is it called i don't know remember oh. we'll talk about it after okay. sorry there's several okay probably not though i don't okay a dairy doesn't do well with me <laughs> neither neither with me but i yeah. don't care yeah I, I i the last day i actually my brother brought me a brought me a gelato and i don't even want to like know what people thought walking by me when i was eating <laughs> Because it was like outside, so it was like melting. So I just like, and I was like out of breath, and then I felt like garbage. And I wasn't proud of myself, but I was like, damn, that was good. I don't, mm, I don't even care. It's okay. I wish I could just eat that. Yeah. So did you go to any meetings while you were? Yes, they do a, a meeting. Uh, they have several meetings um, down there. There's two morning meetings. I'm not sure why they're at the same time, opposite ends of the island, but that's what they do. Um, so I went to Good Morning Ocean City South. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just in a church, started at 7.30. It was a great way to, like, wake up. And, like, the house that we lived in was, like, a two-minute drive from the meeting. Nice. So it was, like, I could wake up at 7, leave the house at 7.15, go get a coffee at Wawa. Have you ever been to a Wawa? I feel like I've driven. <laughs> I want to talk about the meeting, but we got to talk about Wawa. Okay, too. let's Wawa. Well, I feel like I've driven past a Wawa, and I really like Let's go back. Let's, yes. Yes. It's an experience okay. so yeah the meeting was great they did like a rotating format and everything it was just it was nice and they had a speaker on friday it was an older gentleman named mike who was very like something i aspired to he thinks he's very he spoke very slow but very like calculated mm. so he didn't ever say and he was funny as hell hell like the driest sense of humor he was wicked funny <laughs> but i think i learned i wrote some stuff down that he said too Oh, this one thing he did say to someone who like spoke about it. She, he said, "I'm glad you came to AA, and I hope you have the courage to come back." Aww, so I like that. It is, yeah, brave to show up to an AA meeting. Gosh, mm. yeah. And it was because this is the one I went to last year too, and I was so nervous the first. Like I didn't go the first day, and I went the second day, like shaking in the corner, huddled, and you know, I don't know anyone. But this year, I just walked in and was able to like sit. <laughs> Honey, just, I'm home. Yeah, it was nice. Well, that's the thing is you're always, you always belong Mm -hmm. when you're an alcoholic and you go to any meeting 
around the world. Yeah. It's like a it's like a home. It's one of my favorite things to do when I travel is to go to a meeting. Mm, I've heard that from a lot of because people. Because it's like different people, different place, but everything else it's the, the everything's the same yeah. besides that. Which is almost nothing, I guess. But like mm. it doesn't feel like you shouldn't be there. Right. Like you're it's, in the right place. You belong, right. Yeah. You're with your people. I went to one in Savannah, Georgia. That was great. I got a little visitor chip. Nice. That was cute. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I wish we had those. Not so, many people visit the meetings we go to. No. We're, like. we're kind of off the beaten path. <laughs> yeah, <that's okay. laughs> oh, also, so this week, I feel like we had a really exciting week. We both went and saw Elton, Elton John. John. Mine was super last minute. I bought a ticket that day. You almost didn't go. I almost didn't go. And because I had to work the next day and the, the concert wasn't, wasn't until 8 PM. And I went and I talked to my boss and he was like, Aaron, go, this is a once in a lifetime experience. This is his last tour. Mm -hmm. So I was just, it sounded like it really was his last tour. Did he he talk to the the farewell tour? Well, I mean, I think he's had a few farewell tours before, but he was, he was talking to us. He's 75. Yeah. He was talking about how he wants to like, spend the rest of his life with his family i love that and i almost cried at that point i cried several times and because i bought my ticket last minute i went with a couple of friends we didn't even go together (laughs) i love how we do this a lot you drove together but you we drove together but i um i mean mean you didn't go together we went on separate nights but i drove with my my friends and they had floor seats, and I just bought a random ticket. Were you way up in like the nosebleeds? Um, not. I was in the middle. I liked my seat a lot. Okay. I had a really good view. There wasn't a bad view. I feel. But like. I was alone, and I didn't care. Mm. Which is really cool. I feel like I can do that today. Yeah. I can just go to a concert and sit with strangers and dance and sing and cry. <laughs> and it was. It was. He puts on a fantastic show. Yeah. This is this is relevant to the podcast because Elton John has been sober for like thirty years. Yes, I almost I wanted to like, I I mean if I screamed he wouldn't hear me, but I wanted to like just have a conversation with him yeah. too, just about stuff like that. I bet you and everybody in that audience. I know that Elton John has special meaning to you as well. Yeah, uh, going back to like treatment for me, treatment, like yeah. the beginning of my sober journey, we lived uh, in a house. Um, did you know that the house that we lived in was on High Street in Manchester? Ooh, that's like, ironic. Who, yeah, who chose that? Isn't it ironic? <laughs> uh, so we didn't have cable, so we would like start with um, what would they do? They, some kid, someone put on YouTube one day, and we just went around and like when the music stopped, we played a new music video and everyone just like played their own thing. And we each got to play a little bit and we didn't even like sit down and agree on it. It just kind of happened. It was kind of cool. So everyone kind of got to listen to what they wanted to listen to, to -hmm. start their day, but listen to like what other people do, just like, you know, maybe broaden some horizons. So I picked tiny dancer. It just happened to be a suggested thing. And I was like, yep. And the, it's the music video. It's not the original music video. I imagine. Uh, but it's was it the same one that was played yes. on the big screen? It, uh, like, that made me emotional. It depicts like several different people living out in LA and just like a brief story, like a story of like this girl is bringing her loved one's remains to spread into a river. Mm-hmm. That's just that's the story. That, the, not even the girl any, like... with the skateboards fashing in the yeah windshield. I, I liked her. her. <laughs> I liked her. Uh, an older woman selling uh, some of her like prized possessions to like move on with her life or whatever the story is, and then. There was one that I always 
thought was like i remember like being like i want to be her at some point or you know like because she's not in this regard i guess but i it i resonated maybe is what i thought and i was her she was like at the door of like a liquor store like looking like terrified and trembling and then it cuts to her later and she's like in her car crying holding her her chip her aa chip and i was like oh same boat girl yeah i identify and something about the whole like theme of like the the music video was i don't know it was just like maybe unironically it was actually like hope and it instilled in me like that like things could just be better Mm. it wasn't even the song itself but the song now brings up those thoughts but like the music video and the images with the song like it just put me in a place for like a little bit in a time when i was like just lost like i had no no hope no feeling no love nothing and it put me in a spot where like i was able to like it's a six minute song too. take like six minutes to just be like let's look at you know other people's there's, lives or whatever yeah, and, and there's more out there than yes. what like i my, have experienced my first thought was like let me move to la and i've realized that's not the move but <laughs> we learned that geographical cares don't yes, work it's grasping at straws but it just sort of put me in a in a mindset that like yeah things can get better yeah and so watching him perform that last night i i don't get very emotional anymore like in like a, a crying sense I still have other emotions, obviously, but I like literally teared, like welled up. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I had like a lump a in my throat. Times. And I was like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Like, not stop, but I was like, whew, good. <laughs> Who's cutting onions? What's going on over here? Yeah. Well, that's actually a good segue to our topic because you were talking about hope and Elton mm. John's music gave you that. Yeah. I bet he would love to hear that. I know. Also, because. That would be cool. Why else does an artist make yeah. music, you know, other than to touch the lives of people? But, That's what he was talking about last night. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So our topic today uh, is going to be hope. And we're going to talk about that. We hope you like it. <laughs> we hope you like it when we come back. So hope. Why did we choose hope? To be our second topic episode. Tell us, Aaron, why did we pick hope? I think <laughs> if we're on the same wavelength, it's because when because we know AA mostly. Mm-hmm. Sorry that this has all been about AA people, but that's just what we know. We'll get to other forms of recovery, I'm sure, at some point. Oh. But in AA, hope is the second principle that's attached to step two. So in AA, step two is came to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity or us. They use us because it's like a we program and that principle. So we try to live by certain spiritual principles and hope is the second principle. Mm -hmm. So hope was definitely something for me that, I grabbed onto when I was a newcomer, but hope is still something that I get a lot of every day and especially talking to a newcomer. But I wanted to ask you, Ken, so what was your first kind of hope moment? Like things could change, things could be different, things could maybe possibly get better. I mean, I'm sure for me, there was only going up. Well, I'm sure I could have gone down further, but... 
I just want to hear what your experience <laughs> with hope is. <laughs> so, like I we already touched touched upon, uh, I think that uh, I found Elton John. Yeah, his music really was able to put me in a place that made me f- feel and think differently just for the duration of whatever song I happened to be on tiny dancer being the song, which I feel like is about, Never mind, doesn't matter. Anyways, see to me, like my beginning of my recovery is very cloudy. Like I don't have a very vivid memory of like what happened because I was still so same cloudy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, I think I was for like a good, like my brain was year. mush year. Like I, I don't recall a lot. Well, I think they say that it takes your brain up to a year mm-hmm. to get back to normal. I, I still have moments where like, I'm like, Oh, I remember that from last year. And I'm like, I look around I'm like, Oh my God, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you remember what you had at the one time you went to a restaurant last year? Like, that's no big deal. I'm like, yes, that's a believe it or not, deal. it is a big deal. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember what I drank, but I don't remember what I ate. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, the first time I really felt, I can't remember which came first, but Elton John definitely was like an escape in the morning where I was able to sort of like, I think it also kind of went hand in hand with the fact that I finally had a, a routine because I kind of had us on a schedule and treatment. I would wake up. Take a shower, go have two pieces of toast, <laughs> have a coffee, sit and listen and watch, and then we would turn the news on, and then we would do whatever, and we'd leave. But, like, that was the way I started my day every day, and I got so accustomed to that. And, like, the fact that I could, like, have a routine at all, let alone sober, and be excited about it a little bit, was, like, and, like, Elton John obviously came in at this this point. Yeah. It, to me. I, I think a routine is huge. I think. Oh. I think. Because they did this. I think they do that purposely when you're in. Oh, a thousand percent. Because that is. I don't know what it. It's just maybe a safe, secure mm-hmm. thing. And maybe it helps your brain rewire Absolutely. quicker. Because you're doing that. It's so important. Yeah. It's I so important. I wish I was better at it nowadays still. But that's not this episode. Anyways. So, yeah. Like, that. Def- like. His music definitely put me in a place and then like I sort of like fused with a memory of like having this like stability, however small it was. And that was like a new thing for me. And so that really put a lot of like hope in me that like it can get better. And like that was the first like little like opening of the door and I would peek through and then things happened at, in treatment where like these two people would come and talk to us, remember their names and, and the meeting they were at and everything. And their names were Tim and Regina. Oh. Just to give them a shout out. Either Regina it, George? No. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, that was a mean girl's reference <laughs> in, case, in case someone didn't catch that. But they they spoke and I remember like just like listening to them and I think that was like, the first time that I was like excited about where I was mm-hmm. and being sober. Yeah. Like, I Yeah. Like, I Same thing. They, they told these stories and like they had some like low lows. Yeah. Like lower than my lows. And I was like, oh, girl, what? Like, that's embarrassing. Like, that's tough. But here you are talking about it mm-hmm. and like helping me, let alone the whole room, sort of learn that like it gets better. It does get better. And like, that was the first time I really believed I could like get better and stay better. Yeah. I remember people coming in. I don't remember anybody's names. I don't even remember their faces, but what I do remember is that feeling of hope. Mm-hmm. I I remember almost being excited 
mm-hmm. to a point as excited as I could be in the state I was in, mm-hmm. depressed and anxious. Yes. But yeah, I remember listening. Thank God that people came in and spoke to us. Mm-hmm. It was the way they, I think it was the way they presented themselves. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. A lot of them were joking and mm-hmm. laughing and smiling. And they definitely didn't come in thinking that they were better than us. It, well, of course. Because they were us. They, exactly. And I I felt that. Yeah. And well, and that's, I think, the whole thing about identification is even though they're, like you were saying, I didn't have a lot of, like, I, I never got arrested. I never, um... I don't know. Well, I was kind of on the verge of losing a place to live. But I mean, I I felt like I could have gone lower than I did. I don't know if that's the right terminology. But like the bottom you hit is your right. Yeah, the bottom I hit was my bottom. But some people's bottoms like seemed to me really low. But here they were. And again, just the way they presented themselves and the way they they spoke, they spoke so eloquently. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I will never be able to speak like that. Yeah. But I wanted to. I, like, remember, I wanted what they had. Yeah. I remember thinking, my always thought was always, if I liked a speaker, I was like, I wonder what they do in their free time. Like, Ooh. how do they spend their free time? Because clearly, they've got it put in place enough that they can come and share. And to me, my free time was always spent drinking there was nothing else that happened so i just was like that always made me curious because i was like what does one maybe that was grasping at straws because i had no idea what to do <laughs> but i always thought that and that's not really relevant but it's just a thought i had i always wondered what they did in their free time yeah that's interesting i don't think i ever wondered that like how do you spend your life well i feel like well now that i have experience being on the other side we live today mm-hmm. we've get to that's a huge thing we're here recording a podcast this is one of our get this is one of our get to's i get to do you know what i'm a free human being today and i i can do whatever i want and i can go anywhere on earth Mm -hmm. and i'm not shackled by anything and that's an that's an exciting feeling isn't that an exciting feeling Mm -hmm. i could go yeah and do anything and so that's what i'm saying i guess when i still get hope every day i definitely see it when newcomers come in i remember feeling i just the look on their faces and i remember feeling that way and i get to say to them oh no 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 you think this is the end you're mistaken this is but the beginning just the beginning and i that brings me hope yeah and then watching I mean, we were talking about sponsorship on the bonus episode and the episode before this. Watching, starting with a new sponsee, this is how my hope continues as well. Starting with someone who's at their lowest, low, 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 and taking them step by step, showing them how to live the principles of AA and watching them get better. And it's them doing the work. It's Mm -hmm. them in their higher power because mm-hmm. higher power and AA ties into step two and ties into hope and everything. But that keeps my hope. Yeah. Like they can get better and, and I, I can still become better. There's no cap on growth. Never. Ever. 
progress, not perfection. Progress podcast. <laughs> podcast, not perfection <laughs> at gmail.com. So I wanted to share something that my friend Donna Lee had sent to our email. I think that this is an important thing to share with our listeners because I truly believe that incorporating spiritual principles into your life can help anybody who with any problem. I just gave two thumbs up to that. Yes, the, that was two thumbs way up. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing, it obviously helped with my drinking problem, but I use these principles in my daily life for every every mm-hmm. issue I have. It solves all my problems. And this these same steps and principles that we talk about for AA are used for people that have any kind of addiction, whether it be like a, I, a drug right. or sex or gambling. Like it can be used even in the... Like the people who love us who might go to Al-Anon, which is like a support mm. group for families. They... Al-Anon's great. I would love to get an Al-Anon speaker yes. on here. They use the same steps that we do. And those people don't have drinking problems. Right. They just have. Well, they have. Yeah. They well, have, they do. They have us, <laughs> which is, <laughs> we're us. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and my friend Donna Lee had sent us an email to podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. Hit us So you, I'm going to link the website to you guys so you can read the full story i'm just going to read a quick excerpt but this guy does did not ever use a drink or drug in his life and went to an aa meeting so let me just start with um i was going through a divorce and i was miserable and hopeless beyond words there was simply nothing for me to do but accept a life of misery and endure it as best as I could until I found the sweet release of death. Sound familiar, Ken? So familiar. And again, this guy's not an alcoholic. One day I was talking to a friend about my problems and he suggested I go with him to an AA meeting. He thought I would relate to it. That seemed totally bizarre to me because I didn't drink and had never been drunk in my life, not once, nor had I ever used an illegal drug of any kind. How could I fit in at an AA meeting? I'm going to skip ahead. As I sat in my first meeting for the first time in my life, I felt like I belonged. Mm. I heard people telling my story. All the details were different, but the feelings were all the same. This is exactly what you and I experienced. Absolutely. Right to a T. But their stories had a happy ending and mine was still mired in misery. They had, quote unquote, something that I wanted. And so that's hope right there. That's exactly what we were talking about. Hope comes from seeing other people who had who turned their lives around. So today I get to be a power of example to those people who are just stuck. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be stuck anymore. You don't. And this guy is called Bob. Again, I'm going to put the website in uh, the episode details. <laughs> sorry, Ken just took a really. <laughs> I slurped my straw. I'm sorry. These microphones are too powerful for us. I was trying to hold it together <laughs> and I couldn't. Uh, I just thought that was a really, really interesting read. Mm-hmm. I also don't know. Do you think people in AA would care if somebody who isn't an alcoholic came into a meeting and wanted to work the steps? I was wondering that because uh, there's traditions in yeah. AA. 
But well, I, I wouldn't care. I don't speak for anyone else, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't care. And again, as much as I don't Donna speak Lee for anyone, wouldn't else, care. I don't feel like they should. They freaking I've had, shouldn't. I've actually had friends come. I've had friends come to a meeting with me that I don't think identify as a, as alcoholic. I see it as just a, uh, a I, place where people's spiritual principles come to the surface mm-hmm. and they talk about them and how they use them in their life and how they've seen other people use them in their their lives and okay this is where i can bring a little bit of something other than aa in bring it in. i know like a very very little about dharma but mm. and i know very very little about buddhism but i did have to take a world religion class which by the way was like one of the most confusing <laughs> times of my life ask angela i was like i and next say this confusing. is a, a story for another time but uh, so in Buddhism, you have to accept the truth that there's suffering in life. And it's kind of the same thing as the first step. You kind of have to, in AA, is where you have to accept that. And people in Dharma, please correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I know, I don't really know what I'm talking about. Um, it's kind of like the same thing, though. Drinking, you have to accept that you're powerless over alcohol. In life, you, when you accept that there's suffering, then you can move past it. And there's ways to do that. It's the eight-fold path or the four noble truths. Oh, know, yeah. I'm you so sorry, about, everybody in Dharma. You talked about last week. I think Angela did a little bit. Yeah, four yeah. noble truths and eightfold path. Yeah, you follow the eightfold path. So what I'm getting at is that at some point in our lives – I think everybody at some point in their life has suffered spiritually Mm -hmm. and it's, you don't have to stay stuck there. There are ways to turn that around and go find somebody that can help you do that. Whether it's an AA sponsor, whether it's a Dharma mentor, whether it's a therapist, a Mm -hmm. life coach, a recovery coach, a friend who has what you want. You don't have to stay correct in 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 your situation. And if you just have hope and are willing, you'll go far. Absolutely. That's how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I feel like Yeah, no, I, I feel like for a long time for me, like I had no hope because I felt comfortable where I was. Like Bob in the story. He was like, okay. It's called Bob Rebooted, by the way. Bob Rebooted. Bob was unbooted at this point. And he just felt okay with the way things were like melancholy-ish. I didn't think anything could change and I didn't know things could change. And I think I was afraid to change too. Well, that's another The fear of the unknown. Like I would rather live the way I am now than try and change and, and miss at being better. Again, I think that's a huge importance when higher power comes into the picture and i was so super like not it's not even i'm not religious even currently Me neither not at all and i think i was always which is like if i'm not against any no religion. no no i think it's a very i'm useful... pro-religion i'm just it's not I, it's for me. just not for me either yeah. but i always was whenever it came talking about like higher powers i was like Ugh. like no yeah not well it. i don't not i think next. it's misunderstanding yes is what it is which is maybe people are mis. yeah i agree so I found that like my hope is based 
I think, on my faith in my higher power. Yes. I love that. Like, that's how I, like, if I wake up and I'm like, I do not want to go to work today. I do not want to go do this today. I don't want to do anything of it today. I can just sort of like, not like literally, but like figuratively give it up to my higher power and just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I? Why did I just have that thought? Well, while, while you think of that thought, I'll share mine. I think I had to see other people believe in something before I could believe in something. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. And I just kind of, I grabbed onto that idea and I thought if the universe is helping these people and taking care of these people, then maybe if I start to trust this, I might get a little emotional because it's, oh, I was so blind for so long and so stubborn and so... There, I use the word ignorant. Ignorant, yeah. And if I, now I allow the universe to kind of, all I can think of, the word that's coming to to mind is cradle me yeah and take care of me yeah but i had to see it in somebody else i needed a concrete example in a in another human being that there is a power out there that i don't necessarily understand but i can connect to and I'm going to be okay no matter what. Mm -hmm. You'll make it through. I'll make it through. It was like that uh, TikTok that I shared the other day. I I don't have a TikTok. I know, but I shared it on my Instagram. And it was like, (laughs) you were the only person that's been through everything in your life. (gasps) Yes, I cried. Okay, I do remember that. (laughs) It's like, it was this guy, I don't even know who he is. He recorded it like probably like a year ago or something, but it was just, and I literally had saved it like forever ago. I just got TikTok back again. That's love, another. It's a love hate relationship. We're gonna have so many episodes <laughs> on things. I feel like we always. That's another topic yeah, for another episode. Put on the list. We're gonna have but a TikTok. He was talking about like, like you're beautiful. Like you've made it through everything you've been through. That in made life. me sob. And like, I was why like, are you, you are like, right? Yeah, like why are you so hard on yourself? You've done. You've climbed the highest mountains and the lowest lows, and like you've made it through. Mm-hmm. You're here. Yeah. I think we're just so, we were so conditioned. I think that's, yeah. And I think that's a huge problem in the world these days. But I also find that like, that is like how my train of thought when it comes to like my higher power, like I've made it through this before, I'll make it through this again. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to make it through. You are going to make it through. Do I have concrete evidence? No. But you know what? I just know I'm going to. Yeah. That's faith, right? This too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And like, whenever I'm having a bad day and things kind of come out of the woodwork to you know, get in my way. I'm always like, this is just my higher power testing me to make me better. Because if I can get through this, which to me right now seems like the worst thing in my entire life in 33 years. And it's just like a table that is like gluten-free or something, you know, like something (laughs) silly like that. Like I'm going to make it through this and I'm going to be better because of it. I'm getting so emotional. I don't know. We only have one tissue. I know. Well, I used it on my nose. I'm not going to use it to blot my eyes. I feel super connected to Ken right now. But like that, that's like how I view my higher power because it's just with you always always and like i was super not higher power related like i was always like if you're like i back to this religious conversation i'm not religious but like you know if god is for you good i'm happy for you that's for you i call my higher power god sometimes it's very convenient i was politely (laughs) agnostic 
is what I would call myself. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. You believe in it. I didn't believe in it. I believe just to believe in karma, but only self-serving karma. Like if I did this favor for you, I'll you were, you were going to get it. Yeah. That was the way I did it, which I thought was like totally right. And then I realized now, oops, not so. Well, you it's like you use the word ignorant. It was just very self-serving and yeah. that's not the way to be. So yeah, like that just, I, I find it like also with like certain things on like social media or like just in people my age these days, we don't ever really have conversations about like spirituality. Like once in a while, I might talk to a, one of my friends in particular I'm thinking of. She's very in touch with like spirituality and we've had conversations and everything. But I, I feel like it's almost like dismissed these days. Like it's not something for us. Like I used to believe it's not for me. But like I found so much value in it. And like not just like the self-serving value I used to find. It's like now I find value in it to make me want to value other things and and be outwardly just good and kind and 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 things like that. And I think does that it, make sense? it does. And I also believe that it helps me be kinder to myself. Because mm. the thing about when I started to believe in a spirit of the universe, right? It made me eventually it took a while and it took a lot of practice right it's about practice i started to feel a part of and connected Mm -hmm. i wasn't separate anymore from the world i was a part of the world and i felt more connected to individuals including people that i didn't know Mm -hmm. and that made me love myself more if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. I think being compassionate to yourself is very compassion. important too. And that's and you know what's really cool is you can your higher power can be absolutely anything yeah. that you want it to be. Whenever I say it, people always react with like, oh, that's great. But it wasn't even my thought that I had first. Uh when I was in treatment, we were set a literally an arts and crafts project, which I was rolling my eyes at already at the time. <laughs> that sounds like I, fun. I, I am not drawing a picture right now. I drew a picture, but Aww, I was very I wish hesitant. I could see it. Did you save it? I have some of my stuff from Hamster Hospital. I'm sure it. I probably do Ugh, actually. Find it. But it was we wanted they wanted us to draw a visual representation of our higher power. I do that with my sponsees. And I was like, I ain't got nothing. I literally sat in the corner in my corner chair by myself with my sunglasses on, scowling. That's a different part of the story. Anyways I just couldn't think of anything. And I was given the analogy probably a week or two before. It was like people identify their higher power as like a lime green Kia. You pass how many lime green Kias in a week? You couldn't tell me. I don't know. But once you start to look for a lime green Kia, you see them all over the place. Everybody start that this week. Yes. And then write into us and let us know how many lime green Kias. Mm -hmm. You and then see. the metaphor is, is at the get-go, you don't, you, maybe you're conditioned to not have a higher power or any thought of that at all. But once you start to look for something, like just looking, like the things you it's just like. It's there all along. Like coincidences? No, no, there are no such thing as coincidences in my mind. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. Yeah. However grim it might sound in certain situations, it's not always a positive light. But like, I always find that when you start to look for the higher power in your life, God or whatever it. you call it, you're going to find it. And that's exactly what happened. Like that. Uh, seeking. The... They say seeking in the big book. Seeking. Yeah. Like, like if you seek. Yes. It's about Absolutely. seeking. I, I don't know how many of you are fami- familiar with Sandy Beach. 
Uh, it's a person, not a place. He is a person. I, he's, <laughs> I thought I, it was a place for the first six I love him, but go on. He might. Sobercast is a great podcast. They have a lot of great um, AA speakers. But Sandy Beach does this speech. I don't know how else to or talk about seeking and levels of seeking. And it's phenomenal. I think you should all go listen to it. Sorry. You just made me think of that. So, yeah, with the whole lime green Kia metaphor, once you start to look for those Kias, you see them all over the place. Not I mean, not all of them, but you see them. And you sort of have this realization of like, oh, wow, there it is again. Oh, there's one again. And it's the same thing when you start to seek or look for any type of higher power in your life. It doesn't have to be religious at all. Just a spiritual thing. Totally separate. Totally. All, 100%. All of a sudden, you just <laughs> you see things that happen. Like, you'll be talking about – this happened actually the last, one of the last episodes I was here. We were like talking – our topic was – no, it was for this episode. Our topic was like hope. And that's when that TikTok came up. That was like, it instilled, it instilled hope in me. And then with like the concert going, like I just, things happen in a way that it's like someone set it up on purpose almost sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, how did this happen this way? And if you're honestly seeking, you will find what mm -hmm. you're looking for. Higher power wise. Yes. I want to just share this excerpt from the big book. Actually... We were fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God or spirit. Mm -hmm. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other, it is there. Absolutely. And I think that's in We Agnostics in the big book. So that's kind of where step two starts in the big book. And that's what, where I started finding my higher power and like hope that I could be connected to mm -hmm. a higher power. And I found, I find that sentence or a couple of sentences, paragraph, that's when a couple of sentences <laughs> strung together is called grammar students. <laughs> <laughs> I find that that's true. It's already there. I just need to look for it. And kind of dig through some crap that i've mm -hmm. accumulated over the years and you don't hear to like find god no specifically. Like, i don't think so either at first i used the idea of a lime green kia as my higher power mm -hmm. i used uh the group yep. i used uh the group of drunks g-o-d g-o-d and then i well i afterwards i decided to pick um my my nana who is who has since passed she was always just to me, benevolent was the word. I, I She just was loving in every aspect. She not a mean bone in her body. And so I used her and like I would talk to her when things got tough and like she helped me through things. And I think as I sort of matured in the sense of um, my recovery, I would call it, I guess, while I still look at my Nana as a higher power to me, I refer to my higher power as God. Mm. But it's my God. It's not Aaron's God. It's not right their god your god his girl yeah her god. i have a very specific yeah. quote-unquote god that's when i feel like people confuse it with you know god is obviously part of religion no god is god is not god is god is in you yes that's how i see it 
you are God. <laughs> no. Oh boy. <laughs> no, don't try to control things. <laughs> That's not good. That's where we get into trouble. Uh, okay, so I think, do you want to share gratitude yeah let's do that baby well, well what are you grateful for oh today? right you start this week how about oh, you start me? i feel like i always start i feel like i'm on the spot okay you know what i'm super Ooh, great. This, is, card. this is a very obvious one coming in to, coming oh, up yes. the stairs into the attic and brian having a whole pretty much freaking recording studio yeah. set up and and he got us microphones and headphones. headphones. He got us little screens that go in front of the microphone. Oh so gosh. we feel. Well, because the audio honestly is something mm. I personally have been stressing about. I don't know why. This audio is crisp. It's crisp as a honey crisp apple. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just a really kind mm-hmm. thing. Unexpected too. It. People believe in us, Ken. People believe in us. Yeah. We have people that believe in us. I'm just so grateful for that. And that amazes me. Obviously, I'm like in, I don't even believe it because I keep saying it. People believe in us. Yeah. People believe in us. But that was, that's my overwhelming gratitude of, of the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I could, there's a ton of other stuff, I'm sure. But that's all I can think of right now because it's it's overpowering. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. How about you? How about me? There was there was something I wanted to say. Someone I wanted to like. Oh, I'm grateful. I always use a person, I feel like. It's just Well, I, that's what life is about. It's about yeah. other people. So um I don't even think I've told her that I'm doing a podcast, but I'm grateful for cheers. my friend Holly. She is I have a cousin named Holly. Sorry. I always. Interrupt. Sorry, we're not talking about Aaron's cousin, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, just... cousin Holly. But no, my friend Holly, she is uh, one of my longest friends. We met in college. That's what it's called. <laughs> Forgot that word. Shows how good that was. I went to Snoo. Anyways, I'd go to Snoo right now. She is just one of my longest and dearest friends who actually was at the concert with me last night. And there was just a moment when I was there and I was just like, this is like just a cool thing that we get to share, you know, us and, you know, 10,000 other people, but specifically the two of us. And I don't think I've really ever like expressed it the right way to her. And I feel badly that I haven't maybe, maybe I'm being selfish with it, but I just, she's been someone who's like stuck through me at like my worst. There are a lot of people who have stuck That's through with like me through my, my Emily. worst. Yeah. Um, and Holly herself now is sober. She just saw so much of what addiction can do to people that she was like, I can't, I can't even participate anymore. So she's been sober now. I I believe it's four or five years now. Um, she actually has come to a couple of the meetings in okay. Raymond. You may have met her once or twice. Maybe. I hope so. She sounds amazing. Yeah. No, if I, I haven't, I want to. Yeah. She's just like, I just want to express that on a public forum that like, Holly is true to herself and I admire that more than anything else about her. She doesn't care what anyone thinks about her. She is who she is. And she just took the bar exam. (gasps) She's graduated law school, obviously because of that. Holly, Like she ran for city council. She is just on top of the game on the ball, kicking ass, taking names. 
and she's unapologetic about it. And that's just something I aspire to. I now pronounce this the week of Holly. Oh, God. Okay. Yep. The week of Holly. Holly also wants to get married, but to me. Oh. Yeah. She was talking about she's going to hyphenate her name, Aborn Garcia. Uh, that is a <laughs> nice name. Holly, you're a badass. Oh. Thank you for being Ken's future wife. Oh, boy. Don't, don't, let's not perpetuate that stereotype. <laughs> okay. Let's do listener gratitude. All right. Okay. I'm going to start with Jess. Hey, Jess. Hi, Jess. Jess sent a really beautiful email, but I'm only going to read the gratitude. It was a great email. Thank it you, Jess, for beautiful. sending it. Beautiful. I think maybe. We could do a bonus episode like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah, the bonus episode. Jess is participating. Yes. I hope that everybody else does too. (laughs) Aaron just gave like a disappointed mother look to the microphone. I'm I'm only kidding. (laughs) This is you guys run this podcast, not us. Uh, So Jess says, I'm grateful to Aaron and Ken for creating this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. This isn't, thank you. I'm grateful for my fiance for helping me through good times and bad. He pushed me to do so many things that I don't think I ever would have done. Because of him, I have my license to carry, my motorcycle license, and my nursing license. You're fucking badass, Jess. And soon a marriage license. Congratulations. Oh, she says LMAO. That's a lot of licenses. (laughs) I'm grateful for my life in general now. I'm so happy at this moment in my life. I start my first job as an RN in a couple of weeks. You go, girl. I'm grateful for my fur babies, three cats named Jax, Nubs, and Rosie. Nubs. I'm grateful for so much more, but I'll leave some for next week. Oh, thanks, Thank Jess. You, Jess. Do you have one? Yes. Of course I do. Okay. So we have one more gratitude from Siobhan. And Siobhan says she's grateful for wagging tails. Woo! Puppies. I love that, too. All I can think of is Frank, who isn't up here with us He's right not. now. He was being a little naughty today. He was? out of control speaking of wagging tails though my brother and i we drove past a dog beach in jersey which is just for dogs and not their people oh for the people too okay but people can bring <laughs> their dogs and then you kind of like approach it from like a bridge and you can just see like the dogs like running in the water <gasps> and stuff sounds wicked amazing. cute and then he told me about this story he heard it probably was a tiktok honestly that speaking of wagging tails that his family brought their dog to the beach and then they brought him home and the next few days, like, he, he just wouldn't wag his tail. And they're like, what's wrong with him? Is he okay? Apparently, dogs can sprain their tails <gasps> from wagging them too hard. Oh, so when he was at the beach, so right? That's the most that's the most adorable thing I've ever heard in my life. He sprained his tail oh, from wagging it too hard Is he better beach. now? I think he is, okay, yeah. I think that's why they posted it, just to, like, you oh. know, like, cute, huh? It's so, yeah. Just to tie in with wagging tails. Siobhan, that was a good one. Yeah, like thank that. you, Siobhan. Thank you, Siobhan. And thank you, Jess. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. We hope you got something out of this. Mm-hmm. I definitely did. Me too. Yeah, I did. Make sure you reach out to us at our email, mm-hmm. podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. Yes, please. We want share to your gratitude. You. And share your shares your so thoughts. you yeah. guys can get uh, bonus episodes. If you want to be a bonus episode, let be us know. Be a bonus episode. And also, just spread that goodness. Mm-hmm. Do your part. <laughs> I'm not ordering you around. It sounds like <laughs> that, but I'm not. Uh, so until next time, keep going and keep growing. Love that. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any recommendations on topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, or if you'd like to share your gratitude with us, send us an email at podcastnotperfection at gmail.com.
See you next time.